Whose light do we walk in? Which ride will we choose? By Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. If there is any part of our life that we wouldn't want to share with the Lord, or if there are things we do that we wouldn't include Him in, then it's a cinch we're not walking in His light. We can look at it this way. If we have any doubt in our minds whether what we are about to do is acceptable to God, it probably isn't. In fact, if something is even questionable, it is wrong. This different way of thinking is not easy to walk. If we personally think we are already walking pretty good, we probably haven't even started. Remember the ways of Satan are good and evil, and the Word tells us even the elect may be fooled. For instance, we may do a good thing, but it is not the right thing. In Satan's light there are many gray areas. In other words, debatable is this right or wrong. In his light, a little darkness can still be spotted at the corners harboring habits, addictions, secrets only we know about, etc. Satan is the master deceiver. He makes things appear good, but his plan is to completely assimilate us into this world that has evolved from his thinking. Because he knows, if we follow the world's example, we are his. Here's an example. Look at the clothing trends. Modesty means pure, clean. Holy in the Greek dictionary, so immodest would mean the opposite, impure, unclean, and unholy. What does 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 17 through 18 say? Therefore, come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you. I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. Do we dress as close to the trendy world as we can without really raising eyebrows? Good and evil thinking. Let me give you another example. Have you ever noticed how the skull and crossbones is on about every piece of apparel? The word plainly tells us death is our enemy, yet we joyfully wear the skull and crossbones. Death signature, printed on everything. There is another sinister meaning of this logo also that we'll not go into at length at this time, but in short it stems from Satan's elite, his illuminated ones, and we advertise them. We are marked by them. The Bible says, What fellowship has light with darkness? Those of us who dress worldly must seriously ask ourselves this question, Whose kingdom do I really desire to belong to? Are we perhaps ones that are caught up in the business world? Snared may be a better term to use. We are complimented for being clever, shrewd, hard, or even cruel in our dealings with others if need be. Good business people, as viewed by the world, are slick with words, calculating when it comes to sizing up people as to what they can do for them, and able to sense a weakness in others to cash in on, so to speak. The world especially applauds the intellect of man. All over the world colleges have been raised up to help us be better prepared for our specific field of business. Yet here is God's view of this worldly knowledge as found in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 
verses 18 through 20. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool, that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, He catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise, that they are futile. Worldly intellect, worldly wisdom, although gained through the most elite colleges, is complete foolishness to God, as it all comes from the wrong source, His enemy. Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 gives us the truth concerning the foundation of our wonderful thinking. Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 and it says, So when the woman saw the tree, the founder of the family tree that would come against God, was good for food, food for thought, that it was pleasant to the eyes, quite handsome, and a tree desirable to make one wise, intellectual. She took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. They ate the fruit from the lips of the original liar, or we could say he fed them a bunch of lies. The whole civilization we live in today was developed in the light of this knowledge. So let us ask ourselves, do we like the business world? And are we willingly operating by the world's accepted standards? Are we proud of our intellect and really trying to build our own little empire, letting others worry about God's kingdom? Is it actually all about us and what we need and want? Whose light are we then walking in? Whose mind and thoughts are we emulating? Another area we can be found walking in darkness without realizing it is through choosing those we want to see in placed government positions. God's people were originally governed by His priesthood, ones He had chosen, who took direction directly from Him. But God's people were not satisfied with His ways. They wanted a king like the nations had. Let us read 1 Samuel chapter 8, verses 5-7. through seven. And said to him, Look, you are old, and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. Let us be like the world. But the thing displeased Samuel, God's priest and judge, when they said, Give us a king to judge us. So Samuel prayed to the Lord. And the Lord said to Samuel, Heed the voice of the people and all that they say to you, for they have not rejected you, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. Once again, man chose to make their own decisions, to be lawless, just like their forefather Adam. And again, God just let them. So, Samuel was the last of the judges to rule, judges that were chosen by the Lord from the priesthood to be rulers over God's flock, had direct contact with God to see the welfare of His people. God is a Father of love. He wanted only the best for His family. Now let us read from 1 Samuel chapter 12, verses 17-19. through 19. Is today not the wheat harvest, an abundant harvest, the result of God's rule? I will call to the Lord, and He will send thunder and rain, God heard and answered his choice of ruler. 
that you may perceive and see that your wickedness is great, which you have done in the sight of the Lord, in asking a king for yourselves. So Samuel called to the Lord, and the Lord sent thunder and rain that day, and all the people greatly feared the Lord and Samuel. Their wheat was ruined. And all the people said to Samuel, Pray for your servants to the Lord your God, that we may not die. For we have added to all of our sins the evil of asking a king for ourselves. Too late. They saw their folly. We would love to have the Lord's intervention today, and we really need it. But he does not answer leaders chosen by people. We have been walking in this tainted situation for thousands of years, and today's problems are worse than ever. We have never returned to priesthood rule. So whose light do the kingdoms of this world walk in? Let us read from Matthew chapter 4, where the devil took Jesus to a high mountain and showed him the kingdoms of this world. You will see who they belong to. Matthew chapter 4, verses 8 through 10. Again, the devil took him, Jesus, up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you. They were his to give. If you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Jesus did not deny that they were Satan's to give. The Lord, however, is not of this world built from the devil's knowledge. He is of another kingdom, created through God's thoughts, and that kingdom will be established here soon. God's kingdom will be run by His chosen, whose light we walk in and which leadership we follow, determines our citizenship in which kingdom. Satan, the devil, Lucifer, the tree of good and evil, whatever we know him as, assures us life is good in his world as he transforms himself into an angel of light. He is beautiful, but deadly to associate with. Satan's thoughts are the end result of a being that had God's wisdom originally, but rebelled and became lawless. He thus tainted God's wisdom, made up lies, and developed his own train of thoughts. We could say life is like standing out at a train depot every day. Do we choose God's train of thoughts, causing us to go His way, or do we choose Satan's? The engineer of God's train is described in Revelation chapter 19, verses 13, 15, and 16. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, to wrap around those who love Him, to cover their sin. And His name is called the Word of God. He is God's thoughts in the bodysuit of Jesus. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, the word is a two-edged sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself, God's choice, will rule them with a rod of iron. He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God, one much greater than Samuel. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. The world wanted a king. Well, now they will meet the king of kings. Now let us look at what is driving the other train. 
In fact, take a good look at those who are on that train to serve you. 2 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 13 through 15 For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore, it is of no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. The world is like a great train station. The lights of both trains are fully turned on and await their passengers. One has life written on it, the other good and evil. All aboard!